episode 64 coming at you. My name is Justin. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Welcome to the Bible Foons podcast. What up, man? And we are up and running. Late night. Late night. The Braves won the World Series. What a day. What a day. We watched it. That I'm home speechless. that home run. Gone. It still hasn't landed. I, I've been seeing stuff on Twitter where it's like they found it on the moon. Like all these like <laughs> weird stuff. To to be that strong, to hit it that square, and to just I mean, that ball was gone. He's and a big it, dude. And he knew it. He knew that it. was the best. He yeah. just he just sat there and was like, it's gone. <laughs> Way gone. Bye bye. Uh, um, but they kept saying, which I, I, I like baseball. I like the Braves. I'm a Cardinals fan, Yeah, but good for the Braves. That right. was my first ever baseball game when I was a kid to go to was the Braves from here in Birmingham. It's only two hours. So there's a ton of Braves fans here. Right. Um, also crazy that our state, I'm gonna go back to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that like our state, but yeah, like go Braves. Like, um, but I, I don't keep up with them. Yeah. And, uh, like, I don't know about the pearls. Yeah. But a dude wore them. Uh, he's back-to-back world champs. He can wear whatever he wants. He wore the Dodgers last year, right? Yeah. I forget his name, but I was uh, like... Jacques Peterson. That's what... Jacques? Jacques. I don't know if it's actually pronounced that way or if it's Jacques, but it's spelled... It's, it's oh, some shortened... That's what they kept saying, Jocktober. Yeah. That's his name. Okay. Yes. I see I see stuff on Twitter. I don't read half the things. Yeah. I, I look at I'm like a child. It's like a picture book. I just look at stuff. I mean, he didn't have a great World Series, but way to go, buddy. You you're back to back, <laughs> back world champs. Back so. world champs. But they were saying like this could be like Freeman's last game here. This mm-hmm. could be and so like I kept being like, How how why would you let him go? Yeah, I don't think they will. You yeah. know, the Braves kind of have a history of Hanging on to sort of key certain players for a long for time. For a long time, Chipper yeah. Jones is is one of those guys, <clears throat> yeah. uh, and I, I bet Freddie will end up getting re-signed. But you never know, man. Like other guys that I would have put in that same category Gone. ended up leaving to go win a championship somewhere. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. Uh, but he got him one now, so maybe he'll just be happy to just chill there, ride it on out. And then what's his name? Shortstop. Uh, Dansby Swanson. Dude, Swanson, his whole deal last night was great. Like yeah. his interview, like I live hometown and die, boy, yeah. Atlanta. Like this deserves it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's fine, man. And just I still kind of trying to get my mind wrapped around. I've been a Braves fan my whole life, and it's been so long. It's been, <laughs> and it's like, is this real? It's real. It's awesome. Well, and and it's weird because we were just talking earlier about like your son is in fifth grade. Yeah. That's what grade you were in. Yes. The last time they won. Yes. I was. I told Katie last night. I was like, he might be my age now. The next time they win one, <laughs> it's just crazy how that goes. It's yeah. those things of like how long. I uh, mean, and and <clears throat> pretty unlikely team to win it. You know, our best player's been out since they July. were. Well, what they say they were under five hundred in August. Yeah. And then and it was like boom, 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 boom. You, just, just, you just, have to get hot at the right time. October what, baseball, and that's, that's and that's why you can go. 30 years without winning one, it's like all the stars have to align. You have to have the right people now, hey, and hitting at the right time. Now, hey, is 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 this good news for our, our wiffle ball team? Hey, it just takes – it just takes – We are horrible, guys. <laughs> We've won one game out of like seven? Hey. Six games? I don't know what a record is, but I know that it is 
won and whatever else. Like we've lost a lot. I, I, I was feeling pretty down about our wiffle ball team until we won that one game. I just didn't want to be the team that was the absolute dead last worst. So you know, we in there. Yeah, and, and you never know what's gonna happen. Well, and and I've had multiple ladies because there's a female league mm-hmm. say, "Hey, we were last place, and we like." made it to the championship game and lost like by like a run or two like anything can happen anything can happen that's what playoff that's what except i'm a little more skeptical with some of the 20 year old athletic freaks that play in this wiffle ball league that it's just that purple team and everyone knows it we always ask (laughs) for the past few weeks i've asked um like and other teams like yeah we don't practice we don't practice i'm like do you take it as hard as purple team and they go (laughs) no "No one takes this nobody does yeah all right good good then it's gonna be a fun game then yeah because they are. And that was our first game, right? Yeah, it, we did not get off on the right foot. No. Which I'm glad we got him out of the way, though. That's true. We didn't we know. Him. We didn't know at that time. Uh, it's also crazy that Alabama, when I mean our state, we don't have a professional team. Mm-mm. So we have to at latch all. on. We have to latch on. Well, which is why I think the Bama uh, Auburn football fan is so crazy. That's all we got. That's all you got. Yeah. Like. I mean, there's a ton of Braves fans here. Don't get me wrong with yeah. that. And were you a Hawks fan? No. I, I've never been big into the NBA. Me neither. I watch the finals, and that's pretty much it. I kind of do. I like, like watching the finals. If it's on, I'll watch it. I'm, I'm more of a college I'm not going to go out fan. of my way. Yeah. Even college, I'm a little more now because, like, Tennessee's been good for the past yeah. few years, and they're getting really good. And um, But, again, I'm like, I'll watch it in the tournament. Yeah. Like – I will watch March Madness. Like that is something where it's like, let me watch a lot of that. So yeah, my my professional fandom is a little split in that big Braves fan. I actually watch and follow and track the Braves. NFL, you know, Titans. Uh, I go north north of the border and uh, pull for the Titans. And, so. and not the Falcons, which not a lot Falcons, of which yeah. which a lot of people do Falcons as yeah. well here. Never been a Falcons. A lot of Falcons, a lot of Saints down here because yeah. we're not too far from New Orleans. Um, I was like. Was it 97, 98 when we got like the Titans and we got the Predators? Yes. So I was like big year. seventh, eighth grade, both when we got. Um, I remember being a middle school football. It, they took us to a practice at Vanderbilt. But that year, that is a, I think the, the Titans' first year, they played in Memphis. Mm. Their games in Memphis. We yeah, that's right. Because we didn't have, have a stadium. stadium. Yeah. But they practiced at Vandy. And I remember going to a Vandy game or, or, to a Titans practice and I had some like Titans cards like the first year I had yeah. like some cards but they were still rocking Oilers stuff yeah but I had it I got a card sign um um uh, yeah I was got a like, card sign by like Jeff Fisher yeah and like Eddie George on the same card yeah I got and it's still it's sitting in my garage that's uh, cool, probably man. should take more care of that but uh <laughs> that's where it's at it's in a case it's yeah a, it's, it's it's not a loose baseball card <laughs> not just hanging out on a shelf. It's not just hanging out on a shelf. Um, well, cool. Good for you guys. Good for all that. Um, good times. Good times. Fun memories with, with my oldest, Charlie Man. Yeah. Glad you got to experience that. That was the coolest thing was seeing a lot of people on the social medias last night and, and this morning being like, I get to watch it with my kid. Yeah. Like, they're old enough to watch it. It's How like a awesome. very full circle moment. You know, yeah. like being a kid that grew up a Braves fan now, like with my kid who loves baseball. He yeah love sports but really likes baseball and big Braves fan so fun night fun night fun series it was good 
my buddy Adam, um, Doug Sanderson, Dean, Dean, Dean Sanderson, <laughs> Doug's uh, his brother. Uh, he went to the game. He went to game. Uh, I guess three. The first one in Atlanta. He okay. got to go. I don't that's know how. Incredible. I don't know whatever, but he went to the game, and I was like, "That's awesome." Yes. So, Super I need cool. to text him today and say, "Yeah, your team won." <laughs> Uh, with that. Um, all right. Well, Hey, as we kind of continue in this love like that series, um, I, I told you last night, you came into the house last night for taco Tuesday. Um, I lost my book. <laughs> I love like that book that my whole retreat is over. And this series is over. It's done disappeared. It, I, the past three days I've lost it. <laughs> I think I threw it away on accident, which stinks. So you, so yesterday I had to scramble and thankfully I was praying that they had a Kindle version and they did because I couldn't get another one in until like Friday. I was like, well, that's too late for me. Right. I got to have it now. Um, but I got the Kindle version. So we're going to keep on rolling gonna, with this. We're gonna roll. And you know what? I, I'm a, I'm a, like, I like to have real so books, I. but the Kindle is really nice because you can take notes in it and they're searchable. Yes. It's pretty convenient. It was so. really nice as I was going through stuff. I could highlight stuff and I could bookmark it. Because then it has some references, and I can go to the back of the book, yep. and I can find that reference, and go, oh, that makes sense. Um, I, don't, I don't have an iPad anymore. Mm. I had an iPad back in the day. When I first got here, I was like, heavy iPad guy. Yeah. We have one for the student ministry, but it's upstairs. <laughs> we do our check-in system with it, but I just don't have it, so I've had to like use my computer. Yeah. But I was like, hey, it's okay. <laughs> hey, it works. It works. Um, but hey, we're going to uh, continue on the series, Love Like That, a book by Dr. Les Parrott. Um, in that, in the first one we talked about, or this whole system or this whole system, this whole series, if you're like, what is this? You please go back and listen to the first two, but yeah, you but you don't have to, it, you it, don't, you don't have to like, catch up. It, it seems to keep coming up that we re hit some of the themes that we've already hit because they all hit, work together and we're going to hit some more, um, you know what today, but this whole idea is we're supposed to love like Jesus, love like he loved God calls us to love God and love other people. And if we want to do that, the best of our ability, we should just go to the source. Let's just right. go to Jesus and figure out how he did, how he lived and walked and just love people. Um, so this book has about five different ways for us to do that. Um, the first one we did was mindful. Mm-hmm. Last week was approachable. Mm-hmm. And this one is graceful or graceful. being more, having more grace. Full of grace. Full of the grassy of <laughs> the grace. Um in that. And so when we talk about grace, I, I, there's trying to come up with a definition. Now there is like definition of grace, hmm. but having to battle or battle wrestle with mercy and grace. Yeah. And I haven't really, I probably should have thought more about this as a minister, <laughs> but like mercy and grace, they go back and forth. Right. Like I know like a lot of times when I pray, I, I think God, God, I'm so thankful for your mercy and your grace and your love. And right. I, I kind of put those in one a category. Um, uh, but, but they're different. Yeah. Right. They're different in that. There is a, um, who said it? Um, I forget who said it, but it said, somebody uh, said it. Somebody said it in this book. Uh, I guess Dr. Parrot said, um, <laughs> so that it's been said that mercy is getting spared from bad things. Yeah. That, that you deserve. Right. Just punishment. Just punishment. But grace, but grace is getting good things you don't deserve. Mm-hmm. So we think about the grace of God. He shows us mercy where we don't get the bad things, but he shows us grace and we get the good things through him. 
Yeah, right? tracking. Yeah, that's good. Um, Max Max Lucado, you may have heard of him if you have been a Christian for a month. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you 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 have probably if you if you go to Books a Million, if you go to BAM, you've probably seen. He's written a couple books. A couple hundred, maybe. Yeah. Like, I feel like this guy, like, how do you do anything else? Yeah. When I see people, especially preachers, I, I don't know. I have a weird thing about this. Now I'm going to go off on a sidetrack. Let's hear it. I, I have a weird thing of like, if you're a preacher and a pastor and a minister and you work full time for a church and you also have like 75 books under your name. Yeah. Like, how do you have time to do that? That's a great question. If you have one book. Mm. Writing a book seems hard. I haven't done it. I, I have not done it. Not Probably not going to do it. You know, I've thought about it. Um, but I haven't, Well, there you and go. I doubt that I will, but how do you have the time to do that? Yeah. I guess when you get old like that, you're just like, Hey, I, I, I'm gonna go home and just write some books. Yeah. Um, but a Max Lucado, he put it this way. He says, mercy gave the prodigal son a second chance. Grace, grace gave him a feast. Right. Right. So we talked last week about the prodigal son, about him going away. Mercy, um, you know, was the dad saying, you know, you're here yeah. and it doesn't matter. I love you. But grace gave him the party. And right. Grace gave him the rings and the clothes and said, Hey, no, you are, you are back in this family. Yes. And so as we kind of look at how do we love more, we just need to be more full of grace mm. and to love other people. Um, and to go, when I say love, like to show grace, that seems to be more of an action step. Uh-huh. Right, because a mercy would just be I forgive you. Right, donezo. Yeah, grace is I forgive you, and I'm going to give you something else. It's another step. Yeah. Um, and that other step, um, and that other I'm going to give you could be lots of other things. Right. Um, in that, and um, just kind of looking at grace is really um. It's really unfair. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. It 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 is unmerited. It is unearnable. Grace mm. is not something that you can do well enough to achieve. Even if you are doing good things, like grace is still a step beyond that. It's like you could never be worthy of grace. Grace is always a free gift. Yeah. Yeah, and and if we want to love like Jesus, we can't limit our love to people who deserve it. And that's tough. Right. And so we talked last time about the, um, what about the prayer and the blessing and, and do good, do, do good, good. Right. You know, to those that don't deserve it, those that are against you, those, whatever we say, we, we bless those people. We, you know, we pray for those people. We do good to those people mm-hmm. and they don't deserve it. Right. And the same for us. If you want to love like Jesus loved, if you want to show grace, we, we can't pick and choose. Yep. God didn't. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't pick and choose and say, nope, you, no, you, you get it. You don't. It's, it's a free gift for every single person, which is, I think, very unique to our religion. For sure. And I think we do a better job of understanding God's grace towards us because um, that's a really nice idea. <laughs> uh, it's a really nice idea to think that God loved us so much that he didn't just forgive us and kind of make the playing field level. No, he invites us into a family relationship with him. So I think we get that. But 
I think what we're going to talk about today is how that activates in our own life. That's hard because we 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 want things to be fair. We really like grace when we're on the receiving end. Yes, of it. but then when it turns out, you know, when it like it turns around and says, "No, you need to give grace." Ah, well, to that person, but you don't know what they did. You don't know what they did to me. Yeah, no, that's no fair. Right. It's like yeah. It's no fair. That's the point. That's the whole point <laughs> of what grace is. And, and, and that is that crazy, like, outward thing of love yes. is where that will turn heads. Yeah. That will make people scratch and go, wait a minute, why did you mm-hmm. just, and like, but they did that to you. And you're like, yeah, but. We're playing by a different set of rules. Right. There was in this book, and I'm going to butcher this, and I could probably pull it up, but. It was this preacher, professor, I think, at a university teaching Bible whatnots. And years ago, there was like this conflict where this other person did this person wrong and a third party knew it. And they asked them and they said, like years, years later, the two that had the conflict, it was like it never happened again. Right. And that third party was like, but don't you remember that? And then that person goes, no, I don't Mm. like I've actively tried to forget that because that's what grace is. Like if I like dwell on the bad things that these people have always done to me or the Mm. wrong that's been done to me, like that's a toxic, that's like poison. That's like cancer in your body. If you hold on to everything that people do to you, man, that'll make you a miserable person. Right. But it was just big enough for this, you know, this like third party person goes, how, like I remember it yeah. and you don't it's like, no, I've tried to forget this as yeah. much as possible because that's what God does. Right. That's what Jesus does. Washes away the sin and he's not sitting there going, well, you remember last week? You remember last year? You remember five years ago? It's this wiping away is it's, it's this cleansing um, of all the bad stuff um, of what, of what grace is. Yeah. In there. Um, all right. So let's look at, Let me go here. All right, here we go. John 8. So if we're going to talk about Jesus, let's kind of look at some ways that Jesus did this. Mm -hmm. And we got two little stories here, but this is the big one. John John 8, first 11 or 12 verses or so. Um, This is the woman caught in adultery. Mm. Um, Now, this is one of the questions that I have for Jesus. Okay. And I think a lot of people have. What did you write in the dirt? <laughs> right? Like, what did you write in the dirt? But okay, yeah. so you have John 8. If you're following along, if you know the story, cool. If not, we'll go over it. Um, the uh, Pharisees, the religious leaders, the know-it-alls bring this woman to Jesus. She was caught in adultery. She was caught cheating on yes. her husband, right? Just all, all, all these bad things. Um, and they bring her to Jesus almost like, what should we do with her, Jesus? Yeah. And so in that law, way back when, um, what should have happened to her was she should have been stoned to death. Right. But what's crazy is that the Roman law really prohibited them to like really execute anybody. So she could probably be beaten a lot and all this stuff, but they couldn't kill her. Mm. So the Pharisees knew this saying, all right, Jesus, Roman law says this law of Moses. Our law says this. What do we what do? What do you say? What do you say, yeah. Jesus? You old wise rabbi, what do you say here? And they're trying to catch him as as the Pharisees try to do all the mm-hmm. time. They try to catch him in this deal. Um, and then it says that Jesus goes to the ground and he writes in the dirt. Yeah. 
I don't think he's playing tic-tac-toe. I don't know what he's doing, drawing up a football play, you know, like you're doing your kids. Like, you go this way, you go that way. Um, we don't know what he's writing. But he writes in the dirt, and then he says in verse 7, he says, And as they continue to ask him, ask him, he stood up and said to them, Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more, he bent down and wrote on the ground. But when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Verse 10, Jesus stood up and said to her, woman, where are they? Like, you got to be like, you know, he's like, where did everybody go? (laughs) Oh, they left. Um, Has, has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. Mm. And so this is a beautiful a beautiful story of not, I guess, I guess indirectly, she did sin against him mm. and sin against God. Mm-hmm. She did something wrong. Yeah. And the punishment is you sh- stoned, beaten, whatever it may be. Right. And these men want Jesus to say that. And he just kneels down, writes, and says... Hey, we've all been there. Yeah. If you're the first one, like, hey, pick up that rock if you haven't sinned and you can throw it. And one by one, they kind of walk away. And so that's kind of the mercy part. Right. Right. But then at the end, it says, neither do I. I, I don't even condemn you. Right. That's that grace that he's Jesus. The, it goes back to last week. Yeah. It was like, he's the one who was eligible. Yes. Because he is without sin. He's and the only he one. Sa- and he says... You know what? I don't condemn you either. Go. Go. Go and 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 take this experience and let it change you. Well, and that's yeah, and that's the big thing, right? Like um Walter Trobish. I think he's an old school like you're, author. You're killing, you're killing it with these names. I know. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's how you say it. I had to look it up a few times. Um he says Christ accepts us accepts us as we are, but when, but when he accepts us, we cannot remain as we are. Right. Like when we fully understand the grace and mercy and love given to us, it should change everything about us. Right. I mean, that's why we, I mean, that's why we're ministers. That's why we're church. That's what we teach and preach about is trying to be like every day your life should be changed because of the mercy and grace and love of God. Right. And I don't think we think about it a lot. Well, I think I think we I think we 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 get that wrong. Do your thing. Do your thing about behave, belong. Like <laughs> this is this is a great example of, um, of the mindset that we as the people of God should have. Uh, oh, do your thing. All right. So it is. Um, uh, yeah. So most of us in churches, and I, I say most churches and most people, we have this idea of like you can be accepted into this. If you behave the right way, then if you believe the right way, then you then belong. then you belong to this body that we call right. the church, and that's backwards. Right to what to everything we read, it's no, you belong no matter what. Right, and then we hope that you believe and you understand, and then you're going to behave the right way. Right, um, it's not it's not our specific set of rules and expectations that are going to lead people into a place of belief and belonging. It's that's backwards. It's this radical love 
that we have the capacity because Jesus lives inside of us to show this love that's going to get people's attention. And they're going to say, I don't know what you guys are up to, but I'm interested in it. Yes. And that creates a real faith that then produces the type of behavior that creates this new kind of community. Yeah. If we do it backwards, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. If we're just like, hey, you, you just better behave when you belong, you know, if you're a Christian, but you better behave. Why? Well, I don't know, but just behave. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, no. You need to know that you're a part of this. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, that's a bigger church deal, which we have said multiple times, like this would be interesting for this book talks about us as us as like individuals, mm-hmm. but you could put this to a church wide, right? Is a church being more mindful? Is a church being more approachable? Is a church being more grace filled and all this stuff? Right. Um, but have in there, but it, it should fully change who you are, um, knowing, okay, God loves me and he did this. Wow. Yeah. Like, I mean, like every, every morning you wake up, that should be a thought of, I have the grace of God today. Yeah. How am I going to show that? Yeah. How, how am I going to go throughout my day? And again, I think we're too agenda driven mm. t- to be approachable. We're too, um, maybe like vindictive. I mean, we're too, we just hold on to things and go, I can't show grace to that person. Right. Because they cheated on me because they did this. They stole, they did me wrong. They backstabbed me. And it's, we hold these grudges. Yeah. And if anyone can hold a grudge, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. <laughs> and he, you know, and then he shows us, no, don't, don't do that. Don't have that there. So, um, as I was kind of going over this, man, we could spend, I think we say this a lot. We could spend 10 or so episodes just on grace and yeah. just kind of just compiling it. We're not going to do that guys. It's going to be a little, you know, just a little one episode one here. One stop. One stop. Um, grace is mentioned well over a hundred times in the new Testament. Like we, you know, we're talking about Jesus, but, mm the new Testament over a hundred times. Um, I love what, I love what our preacher Brett, you know, you know, says like, Hey, I'm going to preach where the Bible preaches. Yeah. And if something is said more than a hundred times, I think it should be said a lot from the pulpit and a yeah. lot from us. Right. Agreed. Yeah. It's, uh, this is one of those foundational idea. And, and like you pointed out, it's like, this is unique. I feel like it's unique. No, amongst it is kind of the world religions. Just this idea that you're not going to get things right in such a way that you're going to be able to earn this sort of standing with God. It's a gift. And and that's an important component of it because that means that it's a free gift to me who works in ministry full time. And it's a free gift to the person living on the street. It's a free gift to the person who hates God. Yeah. And and so I don't have any any position to look down on other people. It's we're all recipients of this wonderful, unthinkable gift. And that creates this level playing field uh-huh. where we can all serve and love and give one another uh, in a way that I think is really unique. Well, that just jumps into point one and two here. So like at the end... Um, or at the end, but here we like to talk about what are some three practical ways or just three things on how we can be more graceful. So for us mm. to say, have more grace, show more grace, love more, <laughs> have more grace. What you mean? Just do it. But here's three practical things that, you know, that we can do to help us uh, live this out day to day. And the first one, what we just talked about is we got to acknowledge the grace given to us. Right. 
for us to give that out, we need to acknowledge it. And and it's helpful to go back and read the Gospels more. Mm. Read read the New Testament and even read the Old Testament. Like read it, it all. Is, <laughs> read your Bible. Um, but just learning from Jesus and just yeah. learning from the Bible, like, oh, there was grace shown there. There was yeah. grace shown there. And going, oh, and then once once we kind of grasp it and we kind of learn it and we kind of understand it, then it's easier for us to give it out. Think about Luke 23. This is Jesus on the cross, mm. right? Nailed to the cross, up on the cross. He's there and he says, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Yeah. And again, this is a... This is mercy. This is also grace. He's mm. saying an active step that 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 only God can do. God forgive them. They don't they don't know yet. They don't mm. quite get it. And from them, the uh, direct people that put him on the cross. Yeah, we have to look at them and go. Well, they're the worst of the worst. Yeah, I didn't put Jesus on the cross. I didn't do that. They did that. And even to them, Jesus says, mm. "God forgive them." Yeah, they don't quite get it. They don't know it yet. And it's easy for us, again, 2,000 some odd years later to go, hey, dum-dums, why did you put Jesus on the cross? <laughs> um, but he says that. So for us, the the floor, foundation, starting point for us to give grace is us to acknowledge that we have that gift as well. Yeah, I I want to I wanna take this one step further. I think you're already saying this. I just want to say it as clearly as I can say it. You cannot show grace to other people unless you first understand how much grace you have received mm-hmm, from God mm-hmm. and maybe from other people too. Yes, but, absolutely. But most importantly, if you don't understand how forgiven you are, how loved you are in spite of all the dumb stuff you've done, you're not going to have the right frame of mind to look at other people in that same way and say, you know what, if I've been forgiven this much, it ain't nothing for me to extend grace to the people in my life. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and I think it's hard for us to get that. I don't know. I think it's hard for me to kind of wrap my brain around that because it's so big. Mm. Right. I mean, you know, we can go back and list all the sins I've done in the past week or two weeks and go, (laughs) and Jesus just puts in the paper shredder and says, I have forgiven those. Yeah. Like you are mine. It's like, Oh wow. But we get this when it's, tangible with someone we know right right when it's a spouse when it's a friend when it's a parent when it's just somebody that you have done something wrong and you're like "Uh uh-oh yeah and they're like it's okay yeah i know what you did and i've forgiven you for that and and i've shown you this grace where it's like man you shouldn't treat me that way because what i've done to you but they do. Mm. And so when you can remember those and not at a time where you were down on yourself going man how dumb was i (laughs) it says man i'm so grateful for the grace and love that someone else showed me. Right. Hopefully because they know their love and grace yeah, from yeah, God, yeah. right? Like it all just kind of funnels down from God right. to your point in your life. Um, and you can't do that. And and you can't earn your grace. Mm. And we keep saying it's a free gift. This is not like, well, I have built up enough money, clout, things, service hours, mm. right? Like, no. Look how many hours I spent. Look at my bank account at the end of the year. Look how much money I gave. Look at all the stuff that I've done to earn the grace. Right. It's if you've done nothing, which again, which is why I think it's so, why it's so unique to our religion where day one, hour mm. one, second one, it is you have grace. Yeah. And it's like, you can't do anything to yeah. earn your way into heaven. 
you, you, you already have that free gift from God. So what we can, um, in that here, here in the book, it says that we cannot establish our value, mm. which I think is huge because yeah. we would like to work for our value. Look how much I've done. Yeah. And now my value is higher mm-hmm. because of what I've done. It says you can't establish that. You can't work that. Yeah. You already have value mm. before you've done anything. Right. You were a child of God. Yes. In that identity, that identity language is, is so powerful to us as humans. It's like we can craft our identity in whatever way we want, but it's like the true peace, the true joy, um, and the true path to happiness in this life is understanding how you're loved in Christ as a child of God. And I, I, I have a question for you and and maybe for, for our, uh, our listeners. This is an interesting concept for me as a parent. Oh, okay. And, and I'll, and I haven't figured this out. So I'm, I'm, I'm open to some ideas and feedback. So as a parent, we lay down ground rules for our kids. We set expectations. We say what you can do, what you can't do. Um, and if you do what you're supposed to do, you know, you stay on the right path. Yeah. You get rewarded for those things. Yeah. And if you break the rules or do what you're not supposed to do, you get punished. I think it's important to, uh, at even at the earliest age, to be talking about grace um, mm-hmm. and showing grace to my kids. And so it's it's hard to it's a fine line it's hard to know when okay this is a time when i need to say hey buddy you broke the rules you didn't do what you were supposed to do but you know what i'm going to show you grace in this situation and we're going to handle this in a different way versus these are the rules we stick to them you know blah 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 on and on uh and i'm still trying to figure that out because i do think it's such an important idea for them to be picking up on even at this age but it's like you said it's like uh, i want to have some uh some cred as a parent and like when I say I'm going to do something, they know that I'm going to follow through and the rules are the rules. So that, that's tough. I mean, and your kids are a little younger than mine. Well, um, I, you know, we actually had this two days ago with Jack, our five-year-old. So I bring our kids up. Um, I pick our kids up from school, day school, we bring them in. And Jack is very, very helpful. He helps with the backpacks and he helps with the doors opening up. So I'm carrying these two babies up. And so I'm, he already runs upstairs. I'm getting the boys out of the truck in the garage in the basement. And I hear a commotion. <laughs> I hear glass. I hear something fall. I'm right. I'm like right underneath it. And I'm like, Jack, he's like, something fell. I'm like, okay, well you're fine. He's not crying. And so I go up there and we have this picture on our mantle. And boom, it's on the ground, glass everywhere, stuff has fallen off. And I'm like, what happened? And he's already in tears because he knows what he did. And he kicked his shoe off. Yeah. So we have a shoe basket right underneath that. Yeah. But he from the door, maybe about eight eight feet away. (laughs) Tried to sling it over there? Just tried to kick it over there. And it went up and hit the mantle and it crashed and all this stuff. And this past probably two weeks, we have been just on and on and jack on stop throwing things. Yeah. He will throw everything. He'll throw a book. He'll throw a pillow. He throws his shirt off. He throws his shoes. And we're just like, you cannot throw stuff. Yeah. And so we had that moment where I still had to get the boys up for bed. So we take the boys for a nap and we get down and Jack and I'm, and at that moment, I'm like, go to your room. Just stay there. Yeah. Just, I got a, one, there's glass everywhere. Yeah. I got a vacuum and clean up, but I'm like, just stay there. Don't move. And he's, you know, he's kind of 
you know, just under his covers crying and whatnot. Then I'm downstairs. I'm like, Jack, come here. And he's still, he doesn't want to come to me because he thinks it's going to be yeah. me getting mad at him. And I, and I was, and I was like, Hey, but then there's that moment of where, you know, where I'm just sitting on the floor and I'm like, buddy, come here. Yeah. And then you hug him and then you kiss him and go, look, this is why we have rules. Cause what if one of the twins was like underneath that? Mm, yeah. And that was to hit him and cut him and hurt him. I was like, this is the picture. I don't care about the picture. Yeah. We'll get it fixed or we won't whatever. It's just the picture. But that, you know, Hey buddy, I still love you no matter what. Like I'm disappointed and this is why we have rules set up. Yeah. But this doesn't mean that I'm going to be forever mad at you. Yeah. And, and I'm just disappointed in this moment and, and just having to find that balance because you do got to teach them. Yeah. And they do have to know, like, this is why we have rules. When we see stop throwing stuff, the 50 times nothing happened. This one time did. Yeah. And it could have been worse. Mm. Um, I don't know. I tend to lean more on being strict when it is something dangerous. Safety related. Safety related. If it's not safety related, hey, buddy, please don't put marker on that counter. Mm. Have your pad underneath it so we don't get... Oh, well, I got to repaint something. That's not a big deal. But it's like, you just threw something and what if that would have hit that or that or your brothers were there? Or what if you were underneath it and you threw it backwards and it hit your head and you have to get stitches? And and then just trying to get them to learn. So... I don't know. Yeah. Um, if, if if you're one having, of our uh, more seasoned listeners who's who's got grown children, tell us how you modeled grace in your parenting. Yeah, It'd be interesting to know. And I think the big thing that, and I know that you do this. Um, I don't, but I know you, so I know that you and Katie do this. Every time we get on to Jack, it's hard with our two year olds. They're just crazy, but with our five year old, <laughs> it is more of. After they're in timeout, after they're this, after we kind of, it's always hugs and kisses yeah. and like, hey, I, I'm disappointed and mad, but I still love you. Yeah. Um, it has no bearing on your status with me. Not one bit. Nothing you could do Absolutely. would change that. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, yeah. And then hopefully they get that too. And yeah. It's like, no, they still love me. This was bad, but they still love me. And then they give that, you know, when they get older. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, remember that they did that to you? You can still, yeah. Um, so, so I think the second part. So the first one is to acknowledge our own grace, but I think the second one is seeing people as God intended us to see them. Yep. When, when somebody does us wrong and we believe that they don't deserve grace, that is us seeing them in a worldly way. Mm. That's not putting what I say like the Jesus lens on or like the filter on. Yep. No, no, no. They are a child of God. Mm-hmm. And when you see I'm a child of God, they're a child of God, they deserve the same love, grace, mercy, all those things that we deserve. Mm. That should change how you see other people. Yeah. You know, the person that cut you off, the person that did this, whatever it may be, it is, well, no, they're a child of God. Even if they don't act like it, even yep. if they don't think they are a child of God, no, they are. Yeah. And so that's how I should treat them in that, that they have this ultimate value, right? Mm. Like they are the prodigal son, just like we're the prodigal son. Yeah. Um, this was going around uh, um, one one is in this book, but I've seen it online. I've seen it on some marriage stuff too. But and I think I'm gonna do this for my fall retreat. I got to get a crisp fifty dollar bill. Ooh, right? Because I because I would get a five or a ten or a twenty, but I don't think our kids would be like, okay, that's just twenty dollars. I think you fifty be, though. You, if you get a crisp, get I know I have to go to the bank and be like, can I have a crisp? Give me one of them new new ones. I want yeah, I want the crispies of that fifty dollar bill. 
but it's this preacher talking and he did this deal of, you know, who wants this $50 bill? And every, and every, every single hand went up. Yeah. And then he crumpled it up, rolled it in a ball <laughs> and says, who wants this $50 bill? Every hand's like, yeah, yeah who I, cares? I, I want the $50 bill. He put it on the ground and he stomped on it. Muddy shoes, dirty shoes. Now it's kind of gross. It's kind of that. And he goes, who wants this? And everyone's like, yeah, I still want that because still worth 50 bucks. it's still worth $50. Yeah. And when we see people, we see people dirty, crumpled up, messed up. And we go, oh, they don't have value. No, yeah. they still have the highest of value. They're yeah. still worth what God says they're worth. Right. And that's a lot. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, when you see people of value, and that's hard too. I mean, that's yep. one, I think it starts with seeing that you have value. Yep. Which I think a lot of people don't see their own value. Yeah, that's true. I think I think a lot of the the bad things we do to one another is just a projection mm. of the 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 bad ways we feel about ourselves. And if we can hold on to this identity in Christ and that you are worth God dying for, he loved you that much. And guess what? So is that person you're struggling with right now. Yeah. So is that person who did you wrong. So is that person who, you know, stole from your whatever. It's like, yeah, the value is, is inherent. It's not earned. Earned. Yeah. 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 And so I think a lot of us don't see our own value. So we can't see value in other people. Yep. And as soon as something happens, we'll know well, their value went down. They're, you know, their, their stock went down mm-hmm. because they're not worth that anymore. And so, yeah. no, 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 they're still worth the highest because yeah. our Savior died for him mm. and her, whoever it may be. Um, so know your worth and know other people's worth yeah. and know their value. The third thing, the third thing that we'll close out with and end here with grace, um, which I think is one of the hardest ones. Mm. But over and over again in this book, they were talking about you need to be curious. And it's like, okay. <laughs> what does that have to do with grace? And um, you need to have curiosity about people mm. enough to ask the question, what is going on in their life? Right. Right. And I think we talk about this sometimes when we talk about going to a restaurant mm. and you have like bad, and you have bad service. Yeah. And you're like, that person was horrible. Yeah. They are no good. They didn't get fired. And it's like, you have no idea what yeah. that person. And so what it means to be curious is ask Ask that question of what is what is going on in their life that that this person has to yell at me or cheat or whatever it may be. Yeah. Because um, I'll tell you this, I have been a server mm. multiple times, and there are those days where you're like, the last place I want to be is serving these people. Yeah. And you may have gotten the call of family member with cancer, or you may have gotten this, or they may be in school and they may be struggling and they can't pay for this. And they might've just got cussed out in the kitchen, uh, which (laughs) happens a lot. Right. So your manager's like, what are you doing? You're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I'm just over here trying to serve grits at Cracker Barrel. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, they may have been yelled in the back and then you get out there or this other table just may have just cussed them out. And now they have to go to your table and be happy about it. Yeah. And you're like, what in the world? And so ask, the little bitty, the little bitty question um, of what is going on in their life yeah. that they are acting this way. And that is an accelerant to grace. Yeah, for sure. That is that first step of saying, I don't know everything that's going on. And maybe they need to see a smile from you, mm. which is what they don't deserve. Yeah. They don't deserve me to be nice to them because they were wrong to me. Yeah. No, that's what grace is. Yeah an action step of this. So what kind of action step will you give back to somebody? 
Yeah, that's good. I mean, you know, people, these interactions are happening like all the time. They're, hap- they're happening yeah. constantly around you. And just what if you made the decision that, you know, whatever else is going on with people, their interaction with you was going to be something that brought them a little bit of joy or a little bit of happiness or a little break in whatever chaos is going on. And that was just your mindset that you walked around with, that you're going to be that guy, that person who, you know, if somebody's having a rough day, their tiny interaction with you is just going to lift them up just a little bit. <sighs> I mean, I have served thousands of tables being a server. And I can remember on one hand, basically, like the faces of the people that showed that to me. Yeah. I have way too many more where they're mean to me. Yeah. Right? Like, well, that's just common yeah. of, of, of them being, well, this isn't hot enough. You know, where's my drink? And they're yeah. upset about something. Yeah. But, you know, but the ones that very easily can be like, this was not great service. And they still showed... Mm-hmm joy and kindness and grace to me. It's like, Oh no, I remember that. Yep. So what if it was the opposite? It was like, no, I always got that. And man, this is one or two people that were jerks. No, yeah. it's usually a lot of jerks and a few you know, people full of grace. What if we as Christians just turn that around? Yeah. And it's like, it's weird for someone to be mean. Here's just kind of like common almost yeah. like, oh, I just see people doing that. But what if it was the norm is like, no, I always receive grace. So we, we have both, weighted tables in a significant way in our past one day we're gonna, wait what does a significant way mean like you know i waited tables for years during college you yeah. waited tables for years it wasn't just like hey we did it for a couple months right? oh no, no, like, no, no we no, have yeah. A, yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, have yeah, a yeah. lot of experience yeah. doing that one day we're going to do an episode uh for christians on how to be good restaurant guests because we got know, a bad I, rap out there folks. this may be like a four-parter i don't <laughs> yeah we get a bad rap I remember, okay, I remember I didn't work a lot of Sundays, Yeah. mainly because I went to church and I said, can I have Sundays off? Yeah. Maybe I'd work Sunday night, Yeah. but the times that I did work a Sunday morning, which are very rare, it, it was, I liked doing it because I got a lot of tables, Yeah. which meant I got more money, Yeah. but it was a pain. Yes. Like I hated, I hated the Sunday morning crowd. Yep. I was in grad school. So I was out of college. I was in, I was in grad school, get my master's of theology doing, doing this right here, right? Like <laughs> studying the Bible, get that. And Sunday morning, I got this track, which oh boy. if you've been to church, you know, but this was a track that looked like a $20 bill folded. I have received something very similar. And so you're like, word, and you I get it. Did. And you're like, this yeah. is not, this is not real money. Yeah. I can tell right now. And it was just like, do you know where you're going when you die? Like, give your life to Jesus. I'm like, dog, I'm in grad school. Like, I, I need money. Yes. I need $2. I don't need a piece of paper that says something about Jesus on it. I, I got something really similar, but it was even more insulting. Uh, it said, uh, it was something that yeah. looked like money. You open it up and it said, hi, we know you were expecting a tip, but uh, we've got something way uh, better for you than that. Whoever's making those should stop, stop. immediately. Stop. That's a, <laughs> surely those aren't out there anymore. If you want to, if you want to give somebody one of those, it better have like a hundred dollar bill with it. You better have it with it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. We need to have what to do. That's a, I'm, I'm, Produ- I'm going to make Tim write that down. <laughs> Our producer. Um, but yeah, so just be curious. Just ask that question. Your first step shouldn't be what a jerk. 
Yeah. I'm sure they're always like that. And don't be judgmental, but have the questions of, man, I wonder what's going on. And then take time to pray for that person, yeah. which, which again, you bless and you pray for those that do wrong against you. That goes back to that whole deal. That's right. Um, and kind of have that in there. Well, uh, if you want to love like Jesus, show more grace. Mm-hmm. And that's an active set. That's, that's not more mercy, which you can do that as well. Right. But actively show that grace. Yep. What, what do they deserve that you think they don't deserve? Then give that to them. Yep. Whatever it may be. I like how uh, a, a pretty common phrase is extend grace. Oh yeah, and I, I like the mm. I like the way that sounds, the way that feels, because you, the mercy is is a pulling back. It's a, I'm 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 not going to be hostile towards you. I'm okay. going to forgive you. Okay, I'm gonna we're, step back and be quiet. We're level, but but an extension of grace is an extension of yourself. You say I'm going to stretch myself to come towards you, and forgive you, and bless you, and do good to you. Yeah, well, I like that. Well, I think uh, John, First John, I may be wrong about this, but it says, you know, we we love because he first loved us. Yeah. Right? It's like, it's like, a, it's like a math problem. <laughs> right? like, yeah. If he, A plus B, yeah. <laughs> when you start putting those letters in math, uh, I'm like, this does that make sense? But uh, <laughs> yeah, like we love because he first loved us. We show grace because he first showed us grace. We exactly. show mercy because he first, and we are approachable because he's approachable to us. Yep. Uh, we are mindful because he is mindful to us as well. And so yeah. I like that word of extend. That is a good like visual. Yeah. Um, out there people. So yeah, guys show, show more grace. If you, you want do it. an active step to love like Jesus more. And this is a tough one. Yeah. And this is a tough one. I don't know what's coming next, but this might be the, the, the yeah. most difficult for people yeah. to get their minds around. So this one's it. Um, well, cool. Well, Hey, we hope that you guys have a good morning, afternoon, evening, and good night. Whenever you listen to this, uh, make sure that you rate, review, subscribe. We haven't had any more ratings on iTunes. But today's the day. I okay. went and did it, but I think I've done it nine times. It's, it, and it doesn't take. It doesn't take, and it still says we have like 22. Yeah. Again, I've guys, let's yeah, let's get more. I'm going to just keep doing it every day. Maybe it'll go <laughs> up a few. Um, share this podcast. We hope you have a good day. We hope that you show grace. Uh, we will catch you all next week. Bye, friends. See you.